Welcome to the Mega Man's podcast with your host, Steven Martinez, a.k.a. Mega Man. This will be episode 174. Uh, right now, I'm in the city of Torrance in the South Bay. Back in the day, Mega Man used to live over here, went to Pacifica Christian School by, by PCH and Western. And it brings back a lot of memories. And uh, I, was, I have to say, I'm in beer Bermuda because all these best craft beers are all over here in the city of Torrance. Uh, I have a very, very special guest. I have Mary Escobar, the host of the Purposely Curious podcast. And I have to say, guys and ladies, this podcast is very, I mean, very, very underrated. Mary, what's up? Hey, how are you? Good, good. How's everything going? Good. Thanks for having me. I'm really excited. I'm sorry. I have to, I have to apologize. I was, I was a little bit late. No, I did not know you were not. No. <laughs> yeah, and you know, um, when you're around here, there's a lot of famous uh, TV shows that came around here. Oh, is that so? Well, you ever watched that show, Beverly Hills 9210? Yes. Well, okay. the first one? Or the, fir the, the old remake? one. The old one. The old one, they, yeah. they filmed the high school around here. I think it's East Torrance. Oh, is it? Yeah, I and they no filmed idea. it right there where everyone goes to high school and everything. And um, I always, my mom, when we used to live over here, because we used to live in Carson and Torrance, and say, look, look, because we actually saw them filming a fight scene and uh, 9210 with Ian Zarin and Jason Prisley, you know, um, right there on the side of the high school and stuff like oh, that. Oh, I had no idea. Yeah, so they would film every weekend and all the stuff. They would be there all day just filming stuff. Like, is this like... There's a lot of uh, movies that, that come over here to the South Bay, but also in the Harbor area mm -hmm. and Long Beach as well. Yeah, yeah. Long Beach is pretty... I like Long Beach a lot. That's where you stay at, right? Yeah, I like Long Beach. It's... Uh, I'm old school. It's just I see a lot of stuff that I used to go to back in the day, and it's not no more. Yeah. This gentrification just killing everything. Yeah. What do you think about gentrification? Uh, I'm torn. Mm -hmm. uh, in the middle, uh, mm -hmm. the, and I grew up in South LA, so I totally get what? the whole gentrification. Okay. Um, but I think too, um, I, I look at it where it sucks for the people who have been living there for decades, mm -hmm. right? Um, and then I also look at it for someone like me, for example, who can't afford anything, so you kind of buy where you can. Yes. Do, do you get what I mean? I, so yeah, maybe yeah. the possibilities might be better. For mm -hmm. me, but and so I, I feel like I feel like I'm in the middle. If that makes any sense. Yeah, totally. Uh, but just everything's changing because of the people from the New York, Baltimore area. Everyone wants a, wants a piece of that East LA vibe or that Long Beach yeah. just want to be, and also with the high the tech world, you know. Yeah. Uh, they're you know building that places and yeah. stuff. So. Uh, is this everything right now? They're just cooking. They're just kicking out all the lower class and the middle class out of the city now. Yeah, and it's funny that you say that because I also read an article where they were saying a lot of people were moving out of the state, but there was more people moving in from different states and countries that have a higher income. Mm -hmm. So they they were saying even though there's a lot of people moving out of California, they don't suspect prices are going to go down because they have a lot of people moving in with mm -hmm. higher incomes and this mm -hmm. is from people from china as well like it, it's oh, uh, yeah oh yeah intense i mean when you had the when you did the episode of ports of la you know uh china owns probably the whole harbor area like yeah. all the ports and everything what comes in and what comes out you know the whole thing with the whole uh 
support wars with the China United States with Trump and the president what we can do yeah. there's a lot there's good things to it but there's also bad things to it yeah yeah no I completely agree and I think that's one of the things about gentrification as well is is is, is it sucks it really really does suck mm -hmm. but I also can see why you know if people are priced out of the, the neighborhoods they grew out in grew up in so they're looking for more affordable things so it's like a cycle that mm -hmm. continues and it's like they're getting kicked out of wherever they wanted to live and then they're moving to another neighborhood mm -hmm. and kicking out the low income right because in the end landlords and banks want to make money oh yeah they got they got to and yeah. uh you know when this covid hit it really where a lot of people lost their jobs and everything and yeah. and they're begging the landlords please don't kick us out but now i think they made a law saying you can't kick me out because of the situation but it's only you know, temporary and exactly I think that's where if we if you look at the economic downfall i feel like we're not we're gonna see the repercussions at the beginning of the year mm -hmm. i think right now everything's still kind of you know people have their loan money you know the laws say they can't kick you out what when all that runs out what's gonna happen you know yeah. i told i told a lot of people this because i i, I there was people that oh my gosh i'm not even working i'm gonna get an unemployment check and i'm gonna stay home and drink and do whatever and i always tell people that unemployment money is not for you to stay home and, and just get drunk and live lavishly. That money is for you to put money, to, to pay your bills and some, get food or do whatever. At the same time, you have to look for a fucking job. Yeah. You know, because once that money runs out, Uncle Sam's like, hey, that's it. You got to go to looking job. What are you going to do now? Yeah. So someone told you that, huh? No, I told people that. Oh, because, no, but I'm saying people have told you that that's their plan. Yeah, they just want to live, they want to take like a month off and just whatever and just, yeah, but... Who knows wh how long you, you're going to have that money? Because I remember when I got fired, I was on unemployment for about a couple months. And I was like, I can't be like this. Because what happened is, oh, I get free money, whatever, to stay home. But it's me. I'm, I was eating, drinking. And I was getting fatter. I used to weigh over close to 350 pounds. <gasps> Shut up. 350 really? pounds. Wow. Wow. And it's like, you know what? I got to go back to work. So uh, I was only off for three months. I went back to work. And... They gave me this check for unemployment. I said to unemployment here, I don't want this. And says, why? Because I already found a job and I don't want you to take that out of my income tax for next year. Mm, There's yeah. a lot of things into it because... There's a lot of technicalities that people don't take into account. And taxes is one of them. So mm -hmm. we'll see what the tax season brings for them. <laughs> <laughs> and if people are thinking about like, oh, I'm going to get a stimulus check. Wait, hold up. You think about going to get a stimulus but you're not going to get anything back next year. There's always going to be a loophole. There's, yeah. I mean, it's nice. It's the government's nice. going to get their taxes. <laughs> exactly. You, it's like, hey, we're going to give you $1,500. But a lot of people say, hey, I don't want them. I don't want it. I don't want it. Yeah. And uh, earlier today, I, I just voted too. Oh, did you? Yeah. Yeah. No yeah. Trump. <laughs> <laughs> I sent mine in. I mailed mine about two weeks ago. Mm -hmm. um, as soon as I got it, I went straight and dropped it off. And I myself... Um, did not vote for Trump, um, mm -hmm. but you know everyone. I I think I saw this morning. Today is Friday. Mm -hmm. This morning, I think I said they eighty million people had cast their vote. That's a lot of people. That's a lot of people. Yeah. But we're gonna see what happened because that's the same thing what happened with with Hillary and Trump. You know, we're all gonna vote for this, but you know, for some for some kind of reason, Trump won. So we just gotta just tell. You know, a lot of people to vote, you know, things are changing. You know, these are, we're living in very crucial and sensitive times right now. Yeah. And uh, who knows if, 
if people elect Trump, how's the economy going to be? I mean, with China and stuff, what is Biden going to do? I mean, sometimes in a way I feel like whoever we vote, is stuff really going to change in society? Is stuff really going to change with the economic stuff? What's going to go on? Are are we going to bring all those jobs back that were for foreign and bring them back to the United States and have everything made in USA instead of having everything made in India, uh, Sri Lanka, uh, China, Indonesia? Yeah. What do you think? I I think regardless of who wins, the American model is you as a business owner are trying to save money and make money. Mm-hmm. So regardless of who the president is, people are always going to outsource. Mm-hmm. And I that's just my belief, you know. So, mm-hmm. you know, they're they're essentially making and saving so much money to outsource stuff to other countries. Mm-hmm. Most Americans, you know, we have the laws of minimum wage. Other countries don't have that, you know. So mm-hmm. regardless, I think regardless of who who is it, it whether it's Trump, you know, Trump says he wants everything made in America, right? It companies are gonna do what benefits them in mm-hmm. the end. That's mm-hmm. the whole trade thing. So I, mm-hmm. I in that sense I think the the concept that he has is good in the sense of making things here, but it, I feel like the US is one of those expensive places to produce them. I feel this this is gonna be good and bad, but it this is coming out of my mouth. I feel with Trump he did things good because what he was trying to do is he was trying to bring back the jobs that, like I said, that were over the around the world, but also trying to do whatever he can to cut the deficit of of and half of, of us being in debt with all these countries, especially China and stuff. Um, I just I just found out, I, I'll tell you when, uh, I look in an article, we just got done paying the Vietnam War. So what's going to happen with this deficit or are we going to owe trillions and billions of dollars? And let's say if you, if you have a kid and I have kids and all of a sudden they have to pay that shit. And after it's like, hey, we just got to pay that off. And or maybe what our kids have, they have kids. We got to pay the deficit off. It's we're just we're loaning too much money. You know, we're getting loans, you know, and. Yeah. Uh, but that's every country. Every country in the world is in debt. They're in debt to this central bank right mm-hmm. who are they in debt to guys look into that <laughs> that's conspiracy Every, everyone's in debt every country is in debt to a certain bank that if you guys look it up it's it's public knowledge um mm-hmm. i don't think it's ever going to change mm-hmm. uh, you know i think for me the reason why i didn't vote for trump is that i can't get behind now i'm going to say this as a disclaimer i'm not saying that you know he said he's for racism white supremacy I can't get around the fact that people who are in that group, you know, support him, if that makes any sense. Yes, it does. I'm not saying Biden is any better, mm-hmm. but when people openly support a candidate who hates everything that I am as a Latina woman, I can't get behind that. But I also realize that Trump may have done good things financially for the country. Mm-hmm. You get what I mean? But I just yeah. can't get around the whole racism. And I'm not talking about him. I'm talking about certain people in his base. Because I'm also not naive and ignorant to the fact that there are people who aren't racist and probably support him. Mm-hmm. I just can't get around the fact that there are people. And people that I know who are, you know, about white power. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That I'm just like, I can't get around it. Like, I, I can't. I think in a way, everything changed because of the lectures coming up when they had the documentary on Netflix called Immigration Nation. I have not watched it, but I heard oh, it's really good. It'll make you cry. Oh. It'll make you cry. To the one, there's, I'll, spoiler alert, you know, 
there was like uh, I'll, I'll, I'll talk uh, two episodes. There was one where the a lot of Hispanics, Latinos, they fought for the military, you know, and uh, usually back in the day, if you fought, fought for the military, you'd be automatically citizen. Uh, things like that changed. And uh, some of these uh, uh, veterans are deported, you know, because of a certain issue with marijuana and this, whatever, and they can't come back. It's like, hey, I fought for this country. Why am I getting deported? Right. That, that's, it's really, really messed up. And also with the uh, with the walls and everything, it's uh, it's it's very traumatizing. And I noticed that when they build the walls, but for some kind of reason, from Arizona to I don't know in Texas, certain around, they leave the wall open because that's like, hey, we're leaving, we're gonna leave the wall open for you guys to come in because it's it's suicide because of the desert, you know, the climate and everything. And a lot of people died. I didn't know that. Yeah. yeah. So they want people to come in there because it's like spending money and stuff. Like, oh, we're just going to get an extra. If, if, if a, if a, a immigrant walks in there, he dies. We're saving, I don't know, $300,000 a person. Wow. Yeah, there's a lot of weird stuff into it. It's really, really messed up. And there was a, a an immigrant trying to go past. And he was in Arizona. He fled. Uh, he got beat up. He was like, hey, and he, he had a, a gallon of water. He had a phone. Hey, I need help. I, this is where I'm at. And he had nothing. He had a broken arm. He was so hungry. He was eating cactus. He had thorns all in his tongue and his lip and everything. Wow. And he was asking for water. He was crying. And, he, said, and he, he says to the military, where am I at right now? And he says, you're in Arizona. Okay, let me go. He says, why? I have to go. I have to, I'm trying to go see my wife and my two sons. And he said, where do they live at? Los Angeles. So he was going to walk from Arizona. It was all 130 degrees. He was going to walk all the way to fucking L.A., you know? He was going to die anyway. That's sad. Yeah. You know, really with this whole, is. with this, all this deportation, it's really sad. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's uh, something that's been going on since before you and I were born. Mm -hmm. You know, that there's always been issues with immigration. And I know a lot of countries have the same issues, you know. Mm -hmm. um, when I went to Europe, I remember, I, I don't know if you remember, it was like a few years ago, there was like, people were emigrating from Africa. There were refugees. And I remember seeing protests in, in England and in France uh, against it. Uh, was it uh, Rwanda? All I can't remember the, what the, the country Tutsis? was. But it was recent. It was in the last Oh, uh, Sudan? I can't remember which country yeah, yeah. it was, okay. but to see protests in different countries, that's when it hit me as an American. You know, naive American that never would travel prior to that. Uh -huh. It's a problem everywhere. No one wants immigrants. Mm -hmm. You know, it's almost like people blame the immigrants for losing their problems jobs. or losing jobs. Yeah. And, which, that's a whole other that's another, conversation. That's, that's but, another episode. But yeah, so it's definitely something that I don't think will ever go away, regardless of who wins. Immigration is always going to be an issue, you know. Mm -hmm. Laws are laws, and I understand that. You know, laws are laws. Certain, mm -hmm. certain people break the laws. I get that, you know. But I feel like it's just going to be an on. People are going to find a way to get here, mm -hmm. you know. Um, and people get here, le fly in legally and overstay their yeah. visas. I mean, there, it happens all the time. Everyone wants a better life because yeah. maybe they're they're running away from poverty, uh, persecution, you know, cartels. I mean, it could be anything, you know, and, you know, when they come over here, they feel at peace and, you know, it's the land of the free, but is it land of the free now? Not really. Back then, yeah, but not right now. But 
like I said, we're living in sensitive times and we're just going to see what happens from the selections. Yeah. And we just want this 2020 to be out of the way. Yeah, I'm uh, ready for it to be over. <laughs> hey, as long as the Dodgers and the Lakers win the championship, to all the haters, fuck you. <laughs> <laughs> That's all I care about. Yeah, so was it 89 when they both 88. won? 88. When they both won was the last time, right? Yeah. yeah. I'm a I'm a Giants fan. So San Francisco Giants fan. So I'm a little hater. But you know what? I'm just kind of happy the Dodgers won. So Dodgers, you can get off my case. Uh, <laughs> Lakers, you know, I think it was, the, it was very special because knowing the fact at the beginning of the year, Kobe passed away from that accident. Oh, yeah. And, you know, have, winning this championship, we needed this because the morale was down. People were depressed. We needed something. And I remember when the Dodgers won the next, uh, you see all the fireworks. Mm -hmm. Everything up in the sky was like, wow. Yeah. That was awesome. And for any of you guys listening that don't live in the U.S. or, or even in L.A., Los Angeles is known for fireworks. Now, I of course, we said I'm in Torrance, but... You know, Los Angeles is huge. You can go on the 110 freeway. Have you done that? Mm-hmm. On the 110 freeway on the 4th of July, everyone is doing illegal fireworks. These are like hardcore fireworks that go up to the sky, and you're driving on a 110 freeway, which is above. It's like a bridge, yeah. right? And the view is ridiculous. I mean, I know the news. Every year they put out a video montage of the helicopter kind of driving. It looks like a war zone, like what you would see in movies. I re- imagine <laughs> if you could see all the fireworks right here at PV. Oh, you yeah. know, oh. I'm up there. Yeah. Like you got the Orange County, Long Beach. Then you got the South Bay. You got LA right there and stuff yeah. like that. Oh, beautiful. Yeah, mm-hmm. I've driven on the freeway when the fireworks are happening. For us? Yeah, I'm just like, wow, this is amazing. <laughs> All right. Well, awesome. Well, we're going to switch gears because, well, I just want to say Dodgers and Lakers, uh, you did it. You did. You guys did it. Uh, switching gears. I want to get to know who is Mary all about. So where did you grow up at? Where were you born at? So I was born in East L.A. at, um, oh, what is that hospital? East L.A.? Mm-hmm. What's the hospital called? Uh, General Hospital? General Hospital. Gotcha. I was born in General Hospital. My parents are both Salvadorian, and they oh, wow. met uh, here in the U.S. They met on Union and 23rd Street. I know, I know that's at. I know exactly where the apartment building is. My dad was already living here. My mom came, and they saw each other, and the rest is history. Mm-hmm. Um, so I lived kind of like in the West Adams area, mm-hmm. um, essentially in the beginning. And then I went to private school cause my parents felt that my parents were not the wealthiest or anything. They you just, went to all girls school or I went, co-ed? Well, it was co-ed when I first started, but they decided that they wanted me cause the schools were really bad and dangerous that they would put, put money into putting me in private school. Gotcha. So I went to St. Vincent's which is on Figueroa near mm-hmm. Staples Center. Gotcha. That church comes out in every horror movie you can think of. Mm-hmm. <laughs> and then I went to all-girls school, um, private school. And then funny story is, I obviously, I grew up Catholic because they were Catholic schools. And mm-hmm. at the age of 16, I told my dad, I don't think I'm Catholic because I don't believe. But, like, I'm very literal. Mm-hmm. So the Bible, I told my dad, the Bible says, you shouldn't worship idols. And your dad was an atheist? My dad was an atheist initially. Gotcha. 
He's not anymore. Okay. Um, yeah. yeah he, uh, but I told him, if the Bible says you shouldn't worship idols, then why are we worshiping saints? You know, mm-hmm. that's how I thought as a teenager. Mm-hmm. And my dad was like, uh, well, you know, and I was like, so I'm like, I don't believe in that. So I was like, I'm you're like, Catholic. got him. <laughs> but that's the type of daughter that I am. Always uh-huh. curious. I want, I wanted to know everything, you know, mm-hmm. and purposely curious my podcast. There yeah. You go. <laughs> we're going to talk about that on the next segment. Yeah. So, um, then, so then I decided I didn't want to be Catholic. So I believe in God, but you know, I believe in everyone beliefs whatever they are they have mm-hmm. the right to them i just i'm just gonna judge you on if you are a good person mm-hmm. um that's just the religion part which i thought was very interesting because i went to private school yes um and then i have one brother mm-hmm. so it's just me and him we're seven years apart we are very similar we have strong personalities we're very confident although we do have our insecurities just like anybody else we're very chatty you know uh, we're very alike um, so it was just me and him and my parents. We, I, obviously I have extended family, but mm-hmm. those are me and my brother are like, like this. We're, we're like BFFs, even though I can go days without talking to him, but we get along really well. Mm-hmm. We don't really fight. Um, mm-hmm. maybe it's cause we're very similar. I don't know. <laughs> mm-hmm. Um, when you were growing up and everything, did you play any sports or anything? I did. I was a tomboy. So I grew Ooh. up. Um, with my two guy cousins, Walter and John, we lived in the same apartment building. Mm-hmm. And so I was very tomboyish cause I was playing sports with them or playing video games with them. Um, uh, there's a private school called Cathedral High School mm-hmm. that's off the 110 near the five. My cousin Walter, the older one was going there. And I remember telling my uncle, oh, I can't wait to go to the cathedral. And my cousin, my uncle was like, well, no, that's an all boys school. Like I didn't, I was just like, I want to do whatever he's doing. You know, like I mm-hmm. looked up to him a lot. So I played sports because I, I, you know, I played basketball, track, volleyball, uh, dodgeball. Ooh. And I broke my pinky playing dodgeball. Catching the ball, I guess the ball hit my pinky yeah. a certain way. Mm-hmm. And I looked down and my pinky was on, like, on this side. <laughs> I was like, ooh, that doesn't look, that doesn't look right. <laughs> when I used to play dodgeball, because there's dodgeball tournament leagues and stuff like that. And there was times where I cut my nails. And when the ball hits the edge of all of it, all my nails, my fingertips were all bleeding. Ooh, yeah. You know, and everything. Yeah. I was like, yeah, but I'm a huge, I love dodgeball. There's dodgeball oh. uh, leagues in Long Beach. Yeah, so I, I loved all the sports. I played all of them. I was really good. But you see me now, I'm 5'2". I'm short. So when I, especially when I went to high school, I started playing. But then I noticed that some of these girls, I was playing basketball, were like six feet tall already. I was like, yeah, I can't. I can't compete, so I stopped. I took myself out of the sports. Oh, I played soccer as well. Okay. That's the one sport that I continued to play as an adult, mm-hmm. um, sporadically, um, but not in any leagues. It would just be like I found a group of girls that would play. We would meet at the park uh, near Abbott Kinney. Oh, um, Abbott Kinney? Yeah. In Venice? Yeah. I go. That's right. a famous street. Yeah. So we there was a park there and there was a bunch of girls who would meet Tuesdays and Thursdays and I would go play with them. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I would, you know, my, it was just, that was for fun. It wasn't a league. It was just like whoever showed up, we would play depending on how many girls would show up. We would then make a team. I didn't know who these girls were, but we were playing soccer. Mm-hmm. So that's, that's the sport that I continued to play until adulthood. All right. 
But now, you know, I'm 37, so I... You don't look 37. I don't, thank you. No, you look, like, you look 28. <laughs> thanks. Sorry, I... Mega Man just got points. <laughs> I'm like, thanks. I just flipped my hair, guys. <laughs> 37? Yeah, 37. And, and I'm 40, but people think I look like I'm 29. Oh, really? Yeah, I was like, <laughs> yes. So, um, I'm more scared, I guess, you can say, for, mm-hmm. uh, to get hurt and injured. So, mm-hmm. I don't play a... You know, if I do play, it'd be like mm-hmm. once every two years at this point, but... Mm-hmm. Until my early 30s, I was going to that park. Did you? Uh, so right after high school and everything, the transition, did you go to college? I did. Well, it, not right after. So right after, I, went, I did go to college. I went to Santa Monica City College. Okay. Um, because I didn't know what I wanted to be. Carl Lewis. Yeah. <laughs> so I didn't know what I wanted to be. A lot of people think you should know you what you want to be at 18. I didn't know. So I told my mom, I'm going to go um, to City College. And then one of my girlfriends was like, they're hiring a temp secretary receptionist at American Apparel on 7th and Figueroa in downtown. Mm-hmm. So I was like, oh, okay, you know, I feel like I like fashion and I want to go work there. And I did that. I worked with them for a year and then realized the fashion world isn't for me. And I ended up nursing school. And that was probably the best decision financially that I ever made. I can't tell you what motivated me to go, but I did it. I wanted to do that when I was young. I, you know, when I think about it, I'm 40 now, and I realized it a couple of years ago, I, I wanted to be a nurse. You did, huh? I messed up. No. You know? no. I don't know if I should do it now. There, but It's never too late. I know. You know, I don't want to be a flat, a Florence Nightingale, a little older and stuff. You know, I can still do it. Yeah. You know, but it's just, you know, like... I always want to go to college, and I but I didn't have those people to push me to go, you know. But I, because at the time when I was young, I had very, I was low confident, I had low self esteem, so I didn't have that motivation to go. Yeah. But knowing what I know now, I would, I would still do it, or maybe do some tech stuff and everything, because you know we're all we're all gonna be in we're all in technology right now yeah. and everything, mm-hmm. so maybe there's still hope. So that's one of the reasons I'm. There's always hope. I know. You're never too old. That's why we wait till next year. They say on average people change their careers on average four times in their lifetime. Mm-hmm. Don't talk age. Don't talk yourself yeah. out of it. There's things Whatever I'm still. Whatever it is you want to do. Oh yeah, do there's it. still things I'm still doing because I worked at a grocery store since I was 16. It's a good paying job, but to me, I just want I want something different. But you know, it's all about taking that chance. If I take that chance, then yeah. But the only thing as a worry is like, if I take that chance, is it gonna affect my podcast? No, you make time. If it's something you want, you make time for it. Uh, yeah. yeah. So uh, right after the uh, Santa Monica City College and now you were a nurse, like, how's that, how's that been like with you because of the COVID? It's like when that COVID hit, you were like, what the heck with all these people just coming in? Yeah. So I work with terminally ill. Um, oh, so Hospice? Hospice, yeah. Oh, wow. So um, it was kind of scary because no one really knew how bad COVID was going to be. Um, I am someone who's always online reading. So I knew this. I literally was scolding my friends and my coworkers because I was in January. I was like, guys, what's happening in China is serious shit. This shit was going on but since last year of November. Yeah, but nobody was listening to me, you know? So I started wearing masks every time I would work. Mm-hmm. And I would tell my coworkers, you should be wearing masks. So I wasn't totally shocked when it came. Mm-hmm. I think what was hard was when we started getting all the COVID patients, none of us really knew how deadly it was or as much as we know now. Um, 
so now I think a lot of people, a lot of nurses, doctors know how to protect themselves. Gotcha. Initially, I think all of us weren't really sure, you know, like, is it airborne? Is it droplet? I think now people are like, okay, we know how to protect ourselves. So it's, I'm less afraid of it now. Um, even though there are people in my circle that may have died from it, like my coworker's dad died from it. I had three family members, no, I'll take that back, four family members and two friends passed away. So it's a total of six. Yeah. So for me, I've had close friends be hospitalized because of it. Uh-huh. So the reason I say take it serious, guys, is that yes, you may survive it. You probably will survive it if you get it. But if you need to be hospitalized, no one's talking about that bill that's going to come later. Mm-hmm. You know? <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So my, my best friend's husband was hospitalized for seven days. And he's young. Like, he's my age. You know, he was hospitalized for seven days. They're still waiting on that bill. And they're expecting it to be 3000 to $7,000. Like, they're already financially trying to prepare for that. But not everyone's going to be able to pay that bill. Unless Every insurance it. is different. Yeah, I have Kaiser, so... Yeah. Some insurances will cover a big chunk of it. Some are notorious for covering nothing. I bet you, I bet you things will change now because of the COVID. With the next year, for people who are going to have an enrollment, we're going to change everything. Like, hey, people have COVID, they're going to get more money off them. Oh, for sure. Everything's going to get more expensive. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what people aren't thinking about. Because everyone's thinking of COVID. Oh, most people survive it. Yeah, but we live in a fucking country that charges us fucking crazy for health insurance right mm-hmm. so i'm already mentally prepared for the higher rates mm-hmm. um but i don't think a lot of people are and i don't think a lot of people understand that let's say you do survive it and you're in the hospital three to seven days what's your bill gonna be like and who's taking care of your kids yeah so and your job exactly so take a look at your deductibles you know uh and i'm not saying this to scare anyone i'm really not it's just i'm a planner yeah, I'm the type of person, let's plan. So just look at your deductibles. Okay, if I'm in the hospital for seven days, what's my daily rate? You know, so at least you're prepared for it mm-hmm. when you get the bill. And always remember, guys, that you can always, when the hospital is asking, you can call the hospital and your insurance and get a payment plan. So it's not mm-hmm. the end of the world if you see thousands of dollars on your bill. But mm-hmm. what I'm getting at is that it, I'm used, I'm not scared of COVID now, but I'm more scared of what it means for people who get it and have to be hospitalized. Yeah. You know, we don't have Trump money, right? Yeah. <laughs> so people are going to get bills mm-hmm. and every insurance is different. Uh, so. I had uh, a couple months ago, I took a break. I, I had the COVID and uh, I was quarantined for almost about a month. Yeah. And the first two, first week I did the, had the COVID, um, I tell you, it was the most, uh, people think COVID's fake. It's not fucking fake. And I when I had the COVID... My temperature was at a hundred, a hundred and three, a hundred four. Yeah, you know, going to the bathroom, I lost my taste of my taste buds and everything. Mm-hmm. And I remember the time I was with my ex, and uh, I told her, "I'm just going to tell you, I loved you. Tell my kids I love them, but if I go out like this, I go out because no one could take care of me. Yeah, my my two boys with their other mom, and what am I gonna fucking do? My bad. Sorry. Yeah. <laughs> Ouch. And I was like, what am I gonna do? You know? And yeah. it was the most. I, I'll never forget that day. I remember, I'll never forget Wednesday at 7 p.m. all the way until 10 a.m. was the most worstest COVID I have ever had in my life. Yeah. And I didn't even know how because I thought in a way, it really depends on your blood. If you're A, B, it really depends how is your immune to it and everything. And I remember at the time, a lot of the medicines were out of stock. I was like, what am I going to do? Mm-hmm. 
And I only had like some vitamin C, some soups, some zincs here, airborns, just whatever I can do. But luckily I survived it. And, you know, I think in a way, whoever has COVID and stuff like that, I think people, we're being immune to it now. You know, it's just that with this new, new disease that came out of China and everything. And now people are saying, oh yeah, we're going to, we're almost there getting that getting that vaccine but what what's in that vaccine yeah i worry about that yeah so obviously i got the flu shot already um for my work Mm -hmm. but a lot of us in the medical field even if it comes out in january you're probably not going to take it we're just going to wait it out (laughs) well i heard a couple people died already and it's trials, you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. Uh, it's a disease we don't really know much about. We definitely know more about it now than we did in January. For mm-hmm. example, yes, people do survive it, right? But we're starting to see that a lot of people have long-term effects. Essentially, COVID-19 is now a pre-existing condition. Essentially, it's it's what it does is that if it affects your lungs, we don't know the long-term effects of the damage to the lungs. I heard about that. People were saying, if you're in a respirator, you're going to die in the early stages of the COVID. I don't know about that, about that now. You you could survive it, yes. Uh-huh. Um, what I think the issue is, is that, um, you know, like when you smoke? Yes. Your lungs get damaged over time, so you have trouble breathing. Uh-huh. So the best way I can explain it is that COVID when it gets you get like the covid pneumonia it affects your lungs really bad that mm-hmm. you're not sh- we're, we're still trying to figure out how much does do your lungs get scarred mm-hmm. so yeah you survived it but mm-hmm. now you we know you're probably going to have breathing problems down the line when mm-hmm. you're older the other thing we're noticing is that a lot of young people in our age group 20 to 30 they survive it but then have cardiac issues i heard about that yeah and these are things that you don't hear in the media very much so people are now having strokes that are in their 30s that had covid before or you know um, are having heart issues so i think obviously the media is not covering that but at me as a registered nurse i'm letting you know that what about for kids that's what we don't know and so I to think, take the political shit out. I what, don't you know, care. why risk it if you if we we're at the point where we don't know? Do you know what I mean? Gotcha. We know enough to know that there are lingering effects for certain people. And when I say lingering, is that people who are young survived it, but have neurological, you know, autoimmune or cardiac issues. And you guys, if you guys want to look into it, go. Don't go through media sites. Go straight to the scientific journals and you will see the studies and so for me it's why risk it right mm-hmm. um and then you know everyone's different we none of us know and you brought up a good point uh the blood type there are studies that show that certain blood types may be better at it is uh, it because it's, the blood type they say from our different uh a race they say a lot of people from europe are dying quickly is it because of that? The, and that's the thing. All the scientists are kind of studying it right now, right? So vitamin D. If you have level, low levels of vitamin D, you might deal with it harder versus someone who has higher levels. Because they're saying in Africa that you don't see that much people dying from COVID. No. Because you know why? It's because of the sun. Well, they were saying the sun, and there's also theories that the there's parasites that may be helping. That is true. I heard so about that. Africa has the lowest rates. Yeah. Then and and so those are the two theories: is the sun and um, parasitic uh, 
immunity that they may have. So in a way, let's go back to Europe, maybe because there's not that much sun and it's cold and it's cloudy, that's why we need that vitamin D too. Because they say uh, with this kind of disease, the heat kills the disease, right? Uh, not so much that the heat kills the disease. It, it won't survive in the heat. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. Like when the whole COVID happened, oh, we're going to be ready for summer. Oh, it'll die off. Yeah, which didn't happen. Exactly. The, the issue is, is that once it's in your body, it's how your body reacts to it. Mm-hmm. When, when they say it'll disappear in the heat, I think they mean more like how long will it last on the surface in the sunlight? It doesn't last long, but it lasts longer in the air. And that's why you see restaurants outdoors, because the theory is, is if you're indoors, it's circulating, you know. Like and the movie Outbreak. Yeah. And yeah, exactly like the movie <laughs> Outbreak. <laughs> yeah. So we're going to see what happens with this COVID. You know, hopefully, you know, I, like we we're talking earlier, we're, we're getting ready for the second wave. We don't know if it's going to happen or not. But if we are, it's better it's be prepared. It's going to happen. No. It's happening let's be real let's be real i know i'm just kidding these pandemics hit on average every 100 years and i'm telling you this as a registered nurse did i expect this to be in my fucking lifetime no i was naive and oblivious thinking i studied this shit it's not gonna happen well it's here right Mm -hmm. they usually come in three waves the u.s never really squashed the first uh wave regardless of what you hear Mm -hmm. This is me being as a, I'm not, I'm literally an independent voter. I'm not a Republican or Democrat, right? And not no Um, leftist. Yeah, I'm not no leftist, no rightist. I'm just specifically talking to you as a nurse. Yes. Statistically, we, we never squashed it. So the flu season tends to be really bad. So now keep the flu season and COVID together. That's kind of creepy because you don't know if you have the COVID or you have the flu because it hides it now. Yeah. Ooh, that's creepy. And that's the other thing too, guys, why you should be careful is because we are now seeing strong evidence, strong, because there's a lot of cases of reinfection. And so just be assumed there's two strains out there. So just assume that you will always re-get it. Just be safe. Um, stay away from large crowds as much as possible. And, you know, we'll, we'll get through this. Yeah, really Texas will. fucked up. <laughs> Yeah, Texas <laughs> fucked up. And I was going to say, before we get to the next topic, yes. uh, everyone, if you want to talk about, we're talking about like the benefits, well, you know, what happens with the change, because now the COVID and, you know, the, the, the medical field or Kaiser or any kind of benefits you have, uh, watch this documentary. It's, it's like years ago, but it's called Sicko. It's with Michael Moore's documentary. It talks about uh, the, the health benefits and everything. Well, happy United States was costing an arm and a leg uh, because, you know, they, they got to make their money. And um, I think I was going to say, also, isn't this, this is conspiracy. Every election, every four years, there's always a new outbreak, a yeah. new disease. That is, you can look it up. And last time I did, the uh, Instagram flagged me because it was true. More the H1N1? Yeah, like the SARS or something. Like every time when Obama came into office, there was a new outbreak. Now with Trump got into office, there's another outbreak. Now, with Trump and Biden with another election, there's another outbreak. It's always something. It's some weird stuff. So, is it the U.S. or China? Was, mm, Maybe I you think. don't have to answer it, but... Well, well I, I, I think in a way, I don't want to... I'll talk to Alex Jones about that, you know? We'll talk about that with Rogan. So, 
when when you're done with college and you're nursing, you're just like living life because I see you, you do a lot of hiking, you do a lot of wilderness stuff, huh? I do, yes. Although when COVID hit, I kind of, not as often as I did. Mm-hmm. Um, the other thing too is obviously now being a nurse, being a, an adult, I was telling you before is that I when I started listening to podcasts, mm-hmm. I found money podcasts. So I started learning how to manage my money and so I was able to travel more and so... It's definitely something that I really enjoy is, is getting out of that city life, you know. I think that's good because I think now, like, when we didn't get that in high school, trying to balance your check in this, but we're listening to podcasts now that have, tells you, hey, do this, then I, all that stuff. And I think that's a good thing to do because if you're going to be in high school or elementary and you're young, uh, pretty much in a way, you should... Uh, you know, um, always try to teach yourself about money and everything, how to balance. Hey, don't get 30 credit cards in this. You always had to put money for, save your money and have it for savings in a rainy day. What do you think? I, I think that's great. Yeah. I, th- I myself wasn't taught finances. Uh, my, the extent of my financial teachings from my mother was literally pay your bills on time. You know, there was nothing about saving money or any of that. So I, I, I was the way I did it was I would get paid, go party, buy shit, and then pay my bills, and then realize, <laughs> holy shit, I don't have money to pay my bills. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So, um, yeah, I think definitely, you know, us being Hispanic minorities, we should really instill that in our kids. I don't have any kids, you know, but I think we should start teaching our kids financial literacy is saving. Mm-hmm paying our bills right and and mm-hmm. the saving just start small whatever you can start if you can start saving twenty dollars a check let's say you get paid twice a month that's forty dollars you have in savings that you didn't have yesterday every time i get a check i i, I put away like 150 dollars but with 150 dollars it goes because <laughs> this is i'm the, i can do it like transfer money to my credit card my all like five savings but if i have leftover money i have like 30 envelopes I'll put $10 here, 20 here, like that. So you always got to have a backup. It's like, oh, this is my savings. What happens if I'm done with my savings and I have another backup, a plan B, C, D, E, yeah. and all that? Because I don't, because I used to be homeless. Really? I was homeless oh. because uh, I didn't, I lost everything. You know, when me and my ex, who I have a daughter with, uh, when she kicked me out, my, my parents didn't want me. You know, my mom d- didn't didn't want me around my mom didn't want me so me it was me and my two boys were homeless we were living and this is one of the reasons why i i save up and be financially stable because i worry to be homeless like you lived it i lived it you know i lived in shelters i lived in public storages where the rats would bite us i lived in alleys i lived in bathrooms like the pursuit of happiness locking the doors you know and all that that. scene um just whatever we can do. Sometimes we'll live in people who didn't live here for a year. We'll stay here for a couple of days or whatever we can find. We're living in our car. There was times we're just living in like certain places where hotels and all that. And all of a sudden there was a time for two months I was behind on my car. And if we lose the car, they repoed it. We're really on the streets. Like we're done. And there was times when I was, when I was working at overnights, I would leave the ignition on because it was in the hot summer, my two boys were sleeping in the back seat, sleeping with air conditioning on, with air conditioning on. 
and I would check up on them every 20 minutes. And I did that for a whole fucking year. Wow. And I saved all my money. And people, a lot of people didn't know about the story. But when I stayed with my aunt, things didn't work out. Um, I was really going to be, I was in a depressed mode. I was going to commit suicide. I was like, what am I going to do? You know, I was like, is, is, is it me? Is Am I the problem? You know, and their mother didn't want the two boys. So it was only me and my two boys, Alex and Gavin. And all of a sudden, I saved some money. And uh, we, I spent close to $2,300 on uh, applications for the apartment fees and all that. 20 here, 30 there. Out of all that, only one called me back. And that's the one I'm still living at my place to this day. When can you move in? I'll move in right now. Put the deposit and everything. The only thing that I had in that apartment when we first began was two air mattress, a pillow, a fan, uh, and uh, a microwave, and a cup of noodles. And I remember the whole night I was sleeping. My kids were sleeping. It was so peaceful, quiet. I was crying the whole night Aww. because I had never knew that I would make it here in Long Beach and having my own place. And long, even though... LA is so expensive. I just like, you know what? I can do it because I know how it is to be homeless. I know how it is. And that's why because of this podcast, this is like my motivation because if I can do it and I can, I, I, I would have, I was at the highest of the highest and I was at the lowest of the lowest and I really hit rock bottom and I got my life back together again. This is an inspiration story. This to me is a redemption story. And this is one of the reasons why, Mary, I'm doing the fucking podcast. Keep doing it, man. And this is like, to me, it's like, my story has to be told. So, yeah. yeah. I didn't know that about you. Yeah. You see the way I'm looking at you? I'm like, like, wow. Yeah. Mad respect. Yeah, it's, I'm telling you. That's something that I, one of the reasons why I save so much is because I'm I'm afraid of the worst case scenario. Just like mine. And and so for you to have lived it, you know, mm-hmm. um, like I said, for you guys listening, if if you can only save twenty dollars a check, every twenty every check, that's your you got more money every month. You know, mm-hmm. you, don't think of it. It's never too late. You know, no one's asking you do what you can. You know what I mean. Mm-hmm. Um. I, 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 my heart's broken for that you went through that. It's okay. You know, but here you are. I'm here. I'm and, here. And so I would hope that you would teach your kids, you know. That's a harder thing. Cause, it is hard. Because now they're into Google and all that. It, that's but, fine. But yeah. you would be surprised how much we as kids take in. You know, you know what I mean? Well, I'm not a kid, but you know what I'm saying? But I feel like the transition, like how we how we were growing up and brought up yeah there was no internet we didn't have that we had yeah. imaginary mind mm-hmm. and all we saw so we we're like the last of the mohicans how we are the last people to to live that life yeah and transition to technology is now mm-hmm. the only thing is if you lost something and you lost a game in this you had to go earn that stuff there's no there's no participation trophies you want to get that trophy? You got to go earn it. You got to work hard for it and all that. There's no such thing as everyone gets a trophy. Right. So what is that going to teach you in life? Yeah. What is that going to teach you? You need hardships. Exactly. And yeah. that's why, to me, I teach my kids reality. Some people are like, oh, you don't know how to teach your kids. Like, no, this is a reality. Because you know why? When they're 18, when they get out to the world, it's a doggy dog world out there. You cannot shelter your kids. You got to let them know. I want my kids to be school smart, but also street smart. 
I agree with you 100%. 100%. And I was going to, well, I know we're almost at that time. We're going to take a break right now. But I want to I wanna talk just a little bit of you. We have this almost like a similar taste of music. Because ah. I'm, I'm, I'm a music whore. Oh. And when you talk about the 90s. I love music whores. <laughs> okay. You, I like that because uh, I want to talk a little bit when we take a break. Because uh, when I was promoting your episode, I was trying to pick up, I was trying to figure out what song should I put for a story for her. And I was trying to pick a good song, like a drums. Was and it the doctor one? I, I need a doctor. The yeah. drums, I saw them in concert. Okay. So someone messaged me because I re uh shared that one and yeah. they were like i love that song <laughs> oh yeah that one the drums i saw them and uh depeche mode mm. i am a huge depeche mode my mom took me to go see them depeche mode when i was eight years old at pasadena yeah oh nice oh, how old were you oh, eight years old eight years old That's i was great. like sixty thousand people and it was awesome yeah faith no more i saw uh uh what you call flots of seagulls uh, pictures of you with Kier. I don't know if you saw that video I posted, right? Oh, probably. <laughs> that one with a picture of you, but this guy was kissing this Mexican girl's big old butt, and it had the soft <laughs> pictures of you. Cause he, I think he found these pictures of his hookup with his big Latina woman, and it had the song with Kier. It's the pictures of you. His memories, like, oh, I remember her when I, that was my first. I lost my virginity, so I had to post that as a meme. I'll tag you on it. It's hilarious. <laughs> I post like the funny stuff, but I always into music like uh, She Wants Revenge, uh, Story of the Year, The Bravery, uh, Taking Back Sunday, yeah. you know, uh, yeah. My Chemical Romance, Oh yeah. The, the Use, yes. a lot of people forget about The Use. Yeah, The Use is pretty cool. Mm-hmm. Oh, I love music. Like growing up, and I'm sure this is this goes for a lot of people, music spoke to my soul. It still does, but I feel like... It takes a certain type of artist or or subject to get me now that I'm older. Mm-hmm. But oh, I always say if there's a song or a band or or an artist that really speaks to my soul, I'm fucking sold. Some there's there's a lot of good songs. I'm because I'm more into the indie. Yeah, I'm into the indie new wave and the cholo goth, like just everything. Cholo goth. You never heard of cholo goth. Whoa, it's Cholo God, Cholo God New Wave Prayers. Uh, the lead singer is married to Kate Von Dean from. Oh my God! Really? Uh, I have not. Okay, so I am a big fan of Kate Von D. Kate Von oh, and I know him because of her. But no, I had no idea. He uh, prayers. Uh, Lee Lee uh, Lee uh, Lee uh, Lee uh, It's called Murder Backwards or something. I don't know. It's called Lucifer. I don't know. But the lead singer and Dave Parley. Uh, form prayers and it's a cholo new wave goth. It's eighties. It's awesome. My boy Tony A the Wizard. He has a famous podcast in here in the Harbor area. He had them on his podcast. Nice. He they're from they're based out of uh, San Diego, but he yeah. moved over here. But his music, oh my god. Yeah. I'll send yeah. you a list. Please do. I love music. Anyone who knows me knows that I love music. It's it's awesome. Yes. And yes. it makes it gets kind of like. It makes me want to go back to the 80s, you know, the new wave, the cholo, like the punk scene. Like it's all like mixed into one. It really is. If you think about it, L.A. like scenery, like, OK, um, oh, uh, what is his name? Morrissey. Yeah. OK. My ex was from England and Morrissey in England was like, eh. 
mm-hmm. no big deal. But out here, like he would, he sells out shows, right? Mm-hmm. And my ex was like, "What is? I don't understand." And I was like, "Well, the, we have a big punk scene out here, you know. Um, the scene in LA is ridiculous. It's like amazing, to, in my opinion. Um, but." I don't even know what my point was, to be honest. But like your your ex your ex lived in England and he had Morrissey and and he everyone he, tripping out like it's like to them is nothing. But we when you see Morrissey, it's like God to us. Yes, to a lot of people, like people are like oh, even in Mexico too. Yeah, in South America. Yes. he speaks to me. <laughs> it's always something like when 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 Latino women or men or Hispanics and all they're like when they they're feeling down for themselves like you know he's like Morris he's speaking to me yes but he, Morris he's like the one you drink tequila shots to and oh cry. fucking lord <laughs> I broke up with my ex I broke up with my girlfriend it's like I'm like I don't know it's like sometimes in a way it kind of I, I, with music it it gets gets you yeah even like with some love songs and this or some good indie like good songs like it sometimes makes me cry it's crazy too because i my best friends are mexicanos are you mexicano um i'm mexican yeah okay so i my parents are salvadorian right so i didn't understand the whole lupio rivera vicente fernandez people jenny rivera yeah no vicente fernandez gotcha or is it vicente something else but no you said it okay so I did. I didn't understand why people would cry to them. You know what I mean, like playing. And then one day I was older, and I don't know what artist I was. We were listening to, and I had had a few drinks, and I got really emotional. And I was like, oh, it dawned on me. This is why you guys cry to Lupio Rivera. And <laughs> and my girlfriend was like, oh my god, you're so stupid, Mary. Like, <laughs> but it's because their lyrics touch their soul do you know what i mean mm-hmm. and so maybe i wasn't i just wasn't listening to the music you know my genre is different what's your genre so i like rock and hip-hop Ooh. um but it's i don't really listen to spanish music actually it's only recently that i started listening to bad bunny my best friend and mm. my cousins were kind of like obsessed with him so i do speak spanish guys and i i do listen to spanish music but i always gravitate to in, towards english mm-hmm. um but yeah i'm a rocker hip-hop girl too. yeah hip-hop i have a friend who's into hip-hop he knows a lot of the uh, right now i'm listening to freddie gibbs oh is a hip-hop from chicago oh it's pretty good not heard of him oh, so, check him out. yeah there was a whole scene on the source at xxl you know like the the up-and-coming hip-hop with you know well, it had Freddie Gibbs and it had mm. Nipsey Hussle and all that stuff and everything. So, I mean, hip-hop, I'm trying to get to the more hip-hop scene yeah. and all that stuff. I, I got some hip-hop people coming on. Oh, good. Um, I'll tell you off here who I'm trying to get. I might, but if I do, it will be a win-win. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. But right now, we're going to take a break right now. And when we get right back, we're going to talk about what is her Purposely Curious Podcast is all about everyone. Thank you. All right. We're going to take a break right now and we'll be right back. What's up, everyone? Mega Man here. Before we get back to the episode, I just want to let everyone know, please follow my new page, the Mega Man's Podcast page. Uh, The other one called the Mega Man's Podcast, my old Instagram page, uh, was hacked. So everyone follow the new page, the Mega Man's podcast page. Um, this page 
it's going to be better than ever uh getting all my content back my means back uh just everything back little by little because um i'm going to be deleting uh that account hopefully by the end of the year so everyone once again follow me at my new page called the mega man's podcast page everyone all right now let's get back to the episode And we are back. We took a little break. I have no more beers. I, damn, if I wasn't working, I should have brought it. Next time, I'll bring a 12-pack of beers. Because that <laughs> beer you had was so delicious. I mean, you got... Oh, my God. So yeah, good. Yeah, so this is a Pure Fog, DDH Foggy D-I-P-A. Mm-hmm. And it's pretty it's, good. Yeah, I actually really liked it, and I really like the can. Thank you for bringing it. Now it matches up to your house. My tell people what my house looks like. It's super girly. It, <laughs> the one thing I have to say, I have seen the most coolest bathroom when you have uh, a Darth Vader sitting down in a toilet seat, <laughs> and was it Chewbacca? Yeah, it's like that has to be like, oh, this girl got points for Mega Man. This, oh, it's so <laughs> awesome. And I see a gun right there. I don't know if that's a fucking real gun. I don't want to get shot because I didn't do nothing to you, so I love you. <laughs> I was like, is that a good? Was that a big ass good? Yeah, and then I'm like, by the way, I'm single, guys. And I just... <laughs> uh, yeah. <laughs> his, his eyes were like, yeah, run away, guys. <laughs> run away, guys. Run away. And uh, I have to say, this episode is so good, but I noticed, it's like, did we just become best friends? I mean, you and I were 49er fans? I'm a 49ers fan. That is true. So you are too. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So obviously I was born and raised in LA. Mm -hmm. um, and I was born in 83. So when I started, I was a tomboy. Like I said earlier, I yes. played sports. I grew up with my cousins. Um, we didn't have a team in LA. We didn't have a team for what, 25 plus years? Long time. Um, long story short, my cousin Walter liked the Raiders. So me and my me and his brother, my cousin John, did almost like the opposite of whatever he did. Mm -hmm. um, so we were like, well, then we're 49er fans, you know? <laughs> <laughs> He's also a Clippers fan. So we were like, well, then we're Lakers fans, you know? Like, we were kids, and so that's... I'm not the type of person to jump boat, join the bandwagon, just because, um, you know, now we have two teams. We have the Rams and the Chargers. I've invested so many years and so many decades to the 49ers, regardless of if we the... almost had it. Yes. We almost had it. We almost had it. I, I just can't jump ship. So I'm not a Rams fan or a Chargers fan. And, you know, again, it's loyalty. Now, don't get me started on the LA Galaxy, but that's a whole other conversation. Galaxy? Wow. I'm a huge fan. Okay. Huge fan. Um, and I when LAFC started, people were like, why aren't you going to LAFC? They're in LA. And I'm like, I'm sorry. Galaxy, Loyal baby. Loyalty is... is a, that's the, I don't have... I have a problem with fans that jump ship. You get what I'm saying? Oh, the bandwagons. Yes, I hate that shit. <laughs> I've invested too many years. I'm not a new soccer fan. I've been following the LA Galaxy. So I'm not going to abandon them. Same with the 49ers. It's okay. Galaxy <laughs> got their two years of soccer championship when they had Donovan and they had David Beckham. Two years, honey. Uh-uh, we got more than two championships. Well, that's, that was the last time I remember. <laughs> <laughs> I haven't been to a soccer game in a while. Sounds like I got to school him over here on some LA yeah. Galaxy. <laughs> you got you to gotta school me because there is that one, that game, their best game where they got that person from Sweden 
and the L- the LFSC was winning the game oh and they God, came back. In my brief. <laughs> yeah. That- You're so funny. Okay, I love it. But yes, you know your stuff. Yes. But that's one of my pet peeves is people jumping ship just because it's convenience. I I have loyalty to a team. And so yes, I was born in LA, right? In a time where we didn't have football teams, but I've invested 20 plus years in the 49ers. There's no way I'm jumping ship. And she's East LA, guys. Oh, well, a- I was born in East LA, raised in South Central, so I'm hood, guys. <laughs> okay. What about baseball? I'm not a huge fan. So, funny story is I love baseball um, in the sense of playoffs. Um, a few of my friends essentially realized or noticed that whenever I was watching the Dodgers play with the play while I was watching with them, they realized like they win when she's with us. So they started messaging me, like, are you watching the game? Because whenever I wasn't watching the game, they would lose. Mm-hmm. So this whole playoffs to them winning, I, ha- I was forced to watch certain games. And Quinn's- even I started to believe, because the games that they were losing were the ones that I wasn't watching. <laughs> oh, so, so maybe, I'm like, maybe no. next time I have, to, I have to bring Mary along. So, I can- <laughs> so for a USC fight, it's like, hey, I bet $100. Please, I oh, hope they win. By the way, I cannot watch USC fights. So what? I'm a nurse. I've seen crazy oh, shit. Yeah. I've seen bloody bloody shit. I mean, I've worked in the OR for a year. I've seen it all. For some reason, the only thing that makes me feel queasy is any kind of bones or limbs moving in the direction they're not supposed to. And I've seen a lot of, I mean, I've seen guts out, you know, you name it. And I'm okay with that. But for some reason, I can't watch UFC or any replay. And, you know, if anyone's ankle moves a certain way... That makes me feel, like, gross. <laughs> <laughs> I'll tell you a, a messed up story. When I used to live in Northern California, I was working at a grocery store. And this guy was trying to show off on a girl. Oh. And, uh, you know, when you have those crates of milks that comes in a, gallons of six in a crate? This guy, this guy was trying to be macho, trying to pick three of them up. And when he picked them up, he was like, ah, he dropped it. And we noticed his shirt got all red in the middle. Uh-huh. We opened him up. All his intestines popped out. I was not expecting you to say that. <laughs> I'm sorry. <laughs> That's okay. I was like, oh. But you say you're so used to it, so yeah. that was a story. we never seen yeah. that before, but he was trying to be macho. Yeah. He tried to be all like, I could do, I'm strong, but yeah. it backfired. Oof, big time. Yeah, and the, and the girl was just like, nah, I don't like that guy. We're going with that guy now. <laughs> he has his intestines in mortar. Oh, my God. They <laughs> know. So let's talk about... Your podcast. How did you get the name Purposely Curious? What's your name that? So, um, I'm a very curious mind. Um, you know, earlier we talked about yes. the fact that I questioned the beliefs of Catholicism at a young age. Yes, you do. Um, so, my dad raised me in where I would watch documentaries with him um, about science. You name it. A documentary. I was watching PBS documentaries from a really young age. So I learned, yes, I learned to question everything. Um, like literally everything. I was that child. So you were that, you're asking questions like 24 seven and your dad's like, what? Shut up. You're asking too much, but what about this? What about that? So I'm going to give you an example. Um, now we learned that the Bible is this is the Bible. These are the books in the Bible. So I watched a documentary with my father about the Dead Sea Scrolls. Have you seen No, that? I haven't yet. So the Dead Sea Scrolls were essentially gospels that were 
old, really, really old to the time of the disciples after Jesus died. And in those scrolls, you know, God, Jesus was married, like everything you see in the Da Vinci Code type of stuff. Mm -hmm. And it was a documentary, scientific documentary. And so I asked my father, I was like, dad, so if these are really old, just as old as when, you know, how do we know that the people who made the Bible didn't omit the these things, these details. They only used what benefited them. I was that kid. Mm-hmm. Do you know what I mean? And so that's where my faith started to be questioned. Um, Curious. Exactly. And mm-hmm. so when people don't give me the answers that make sense, I start digging into more stuff. You like to fact check like me. Fact checked, yeah. Totally. Have, have you ever... Like, called someone out on their shit. Like, dude, that's not true. Oh, for a million times. Yeah. And I bring receipts, you know? <laughs> yeah. So, my, I'm just very curious. I like science. I like math. I like uh, supernatural stuff. I'm conspiracies. A, a conspiracy. Encounters. Uh... I question everything, you know? Um, funny story. Uh, I was dating a guy. I dated him for about three months. Um, and me and my best friend, Yolanda, which mm-hmm. I'm going to forward this episode because I mentioned her. She'll remember this. We are, we question everything. We want to know why. If you give us the information or we find the information, we're going to pick, we might side with you, right? But we just need to understand why. And so this is, you remember the NSA scandal that they were listening to all our phone calls. And, with uh, yeah. Snowden and all that shit. Yes. Yeah. So yeah. he leaked the, this story. He's in Russia. Yes. Because, you know, anyways, we're not going to get into too much details, but essentially he thought we were crazy because we were like, the government is listening to us right now. This was like 15 years ago. And the guy that I was dating was like, you guys are conspiracy theorists, da, 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 da. Five years later, this whole story broke. The NSA is listening to your conversations, right? Yeah. Um, so I remember messaging him and I was like, so are we crazy or what? Like, cause what you, you that whole argument we had five years ago. Now look, hey, the NSA. You don't forget. <laughs> no, I don't forget. I'm a fucking People don't cancer. Forget. <laughs> oh my gosh. I'm like that where if someone called me out on my bullshit, I was like, I'm going to get that motherfucking back. I call people out on their bullshit. And now long story short, mm-hmm. this is just to show you the curiosity where I question everything. And so then I would meet people and I would always, like, let's say I met you and I wanted to get to know you. Yes. And I'm invested in, tell me more about you. I don't know anything about you or, you know, or we would hit a certain conversation that just hit it off. So I was, I'm generally curious about all these subjects, regardless of what they are. Mm-hmm. And so... I, when I started to listen to podcasts, because I drive, I'm a hospice nurse, so I go for... You're driving everywhere. I'm driving everywhere to visit the patients who are dying to make sure that everything is okay. Yes. So from I got tired of music, so I was Same like, thing with me. I stumbled upon podcasts. And I noticed that there were podcasts that were making me grow as far as finances, but at the same time, I stumbled on other podcasts where they would just talk about stuff that... I was curious about, you know, random shit. Like, I I follow a podcast that talks about history of dressing. History of dressing? Yeah. So, in the 1700s, right? Random fact is, you know, we see the pictures of the 1700s. Men have shoes with heels, right? Mm -hmm. So, apparently, the bigger the heel, the more wealth you had. 
So what I'm getting at is this is the type of bigger shit. Bigger the heel, the bigger girly guy you are. <laughs> we but, have that shit now. But at the time, it was like if you had a bigger heel, that's when people knew, oh, he has money. I didn't know that shit. Do you know what I mean? And I heard back in the medieval times or Renaissance days, it was good to marry a woman who was voluptuous because she was rich because she was always well fed. Yeah. Well, check this out, guys. I no one would marry me in in those times because I'm voluptuous. <laughs> <laughs> but anyways, um, so I just I'm a curious mind. Those are the type of things and subjects that intrigue me. Mm-hmm. And then when I would have conversations with people, I was like, wow. This could be an episode. So I sat on the idea of me doing a podcast for a while. And then every time I would have a conversation with someone, I would be like, that could have been an episode. That could have been an episode. But I never did anything. Do you ever have, like, conversations with people or, like, maybe your friends, whatever, and you get into these deep talks and be like, fuck, that's a good episode. We should have just left the phone right there and recorded everything. Yeah. Those are the... those. That's exactly what I thought about for years and then finally this year I said I'm pulling the trigger I did it and shout out to my friend Leone who essentially made because I reached out to him because I was reading different blogs of what I should buy and I was overwhelmed and he has already a podcast that's pretty successful so he geared me to what to purchase right and then I just got the ball rolling and here now I am talking about different subjects, random people, random subjects, and I'm really enjoying it. It's a really nice hobby. I wanna, I'm gonna listen tonight the one with Kurt Cobain. I wanna, I wanna know what's into that. You know, even he's seen a documentary with called Bleach. I've watched it, so I think she did it. Yeah, so I've done two episodes on that. Okay. Uh, the first one, I essentially talk about that documentary. I myself believe Courtney Love was behind it because she was and then i did a follow-up yeah when he was leaving her yeah yeah it's crazy yeah so and again you know when nirvana was big i was still little um so i didn't understand all of this so for me once i start i go i call it the black hole once there's something that intrigues me i go into the black hole of researching and so I had always like I have to do a podcast about this because I one hundred percent believe he's not committing suicide now. <laughs> I can't believe that I have to say that one person killed everything when he died. Grunge died. It that like is that. a fact. Yeah. Because when you did the nineties music one, you had do radical. You got Soundgarden. You got Pearl Jam. You got Presidents of the United States. There was a lot of good. Uh, Alice in Chain. Yeah. <sighs> like, mm-hmm. and I remember when I was like, man, when that whole grunge thing, Seattle was so big and like, all these coffee places and watching that movie Singles, I was like, I want to move to Seattle. That yeah. was like, I just, Seattle was big, even San Francisco, because when you think about the movie Singles and you, so you married an axe murderer, you had that coffee, that Seattle kind of like, we were wearing pants with a pants shirt with a tie with the with the coat. You're like, I miss those days. I yeah. miss those days. Yeah, and that's why you know when I did the Kurt Cobain episode, it was based on certain documentaries and including Bleach. Um, I was then inspired to do a '90s nostalgic episode because it was one of those things where it's like 
the rock scene was amazing back then. Um, I'm not saying that there isn't rock bands that are good now, mm-hmm. but it just seemed like back then it was like it historic. Was, well, and, and back then, because MT, MT, the internet would, it didn't hit, but you had MTV. You had the buzz. You had uh, liquid, liquid, that new liquid thing with Beavis and Butthead came out. Like yeah. MTV was just blowing up. You had, yeah. you had the MTV jams and all. You just had MTV metal. It's like, it was like 24-7. And you had VH1 with music. Not reality shows. Mm-hmm. Music. Music, yeah. Yeah. And so things have really changed. And that's kind of like the sad part. And that was one of the reasons why I wanted to do the nostalgic episode. Mm-hmm. Because it was like reminiscing on those times. Yeah. That, I think that was pretty cool to uh, to pretty much in a way uh, do those episodes. And I think it brought back a lot of memories. Yeah. It it really did. And uh I didn't know that your guest worked for a radio show and he was the one like with no doubt and and I was like, Oh interesting yeah. with Coplay. Yes. And yes. all that. I was He has he's a little bit older than me, so he definitely was you know, I was too young and, and that was one of the things I said in those episodes, I was too young to go to those concerts or mm-hmm. you know, I didn't have my own money. So it was nice for me to hear you know him being older, being in the background to to hear and see what he mm-hmm. went through through his experiences. So that mm-hmm. was a good episode to have. Well, with some of these episodes, uh, pretty much in a way, uh, doing the episode like what thirty four and everything, but it's awesome, dude. It's awesome. It's awesome. All right. So right now, as we speak, Mary just ordered some pizza. Hey. Got some pizza right now. Yes. I ain't that special. <laughs> what kind of pizza would you get? Which would which, which you order? Uh, well, to play it safe, I just got a pepperoni. Oh, perfect. And yeah. you got the ranch? Oh, yes. That's an extra 10 points on making And this. so this is from South Bay Pizza. I only just found them now, so. Go for it, go for it. Yeah. That's out of the way right yeah. here. So, sorry guys. No, it's okay. Pizza, <laughs> it was like... I mean, having pizza is like, this is awesome, you know? <laughs> That's why when she very was like, hey, you're going to leave? Like, I'm going to wear pizza. I was like, okay. <laughs> yeah, but like, uh, a lot of the episodes, they're very important. Even the one with, we talked about with episode 34 with, with American Ports. Yeah. That was a very, very, for some kind of reason, I, it made me understand more about the the rivalry with with San Pedro and Long Beach because of the ports. Yeah, and to be honest, I had no idea that they were two different ports. I just thought it was one whole port. No. So shout out to my friend Gizmo for educating us on mm-hmm. you know some of. And they're that. using the money, uh, to to you know for schools and everything, but also, to. It was for the trucks and the trains because it costs more money. If you're gonna do this, you gotta hurry up. And if if there's traffic where the bridge is up, I mean, bridge is up and nothing's going, that costs money. Yeah, yeah. That's a very because you were like, I didn't know about that. You were like, you were kind of shocked. Yes, and not only that, like California is one of the states that's taxed the most. Yes. So to hear his end of it, of where the tax money was going, was almost like eye opening. Where I was like, "Oh, okay, so you are using our tax dollars," you know. In a good, in a good way. In a good way, yeah. Yeah, and the uh, the episode I heard was episode five with the UFO. 
Oh my God, I'm a huge believer of UFOs. Um, the government has recently started a space force. Now, when Trump won, you guys know Trump has no filter. That's why a lot of you guys might like him, right? Um, when all of us were, there was a, a meme, a joke that would go around saying, you know, now we're going to find out if aliens are real or not because Trump can't keep his mouth shut. Wait, because there's stuff's going around. They sold like the UFO. If you look at here at Rogan, you know, they had Dr. Fravor and also you had Bob Lazar. Yeah, Bob Lazar is famous. Yeah. Um, but now we have a Space Force. Space Force. So that to me confirms it. Um, and in that episode of the UFO, we talk about FBI files and CIA files that were released. And you can find those videos online now. Um, Tom DeLonge from Blink-182. Um, oh, man, I don't know about that guy. Well, I know this general and this. It's like... Well, no, but he's legit. The, the are only you serious? The only reason I those, heard that episode. The only reasons those the only reason those files were released was because of him. Huh. Yeah. He can't say this. He can't say, mention this general and this and and that's why like I would be like Rogan too, like hammering like come on, you got to give me some more scoop. But but when he was on Joe Rogan, okay. That was a few years ago. Everything that Joe Rogan was pushing for is public now. Yeah. So he was just essentially saying it's going to be public. You ju I just have to wait, right? Because the powers that be, the government, whatever, were on his ass. It's all public now. Okay. I'm going to tell you something and tell me this is true or not. Do you believe in reptilians? I don't know that I believe in reptilians. But I'm not one to say they don't exist. Do you believe in UFOs have a, have a city under Antarctica where a lot of the presidents and channelers are always going over there I believe that the UFOs and aliens now aliens whether they look like us or they or what they look like I don't know right mm -hmm. I believe that they do go underground mm -hmm. um, there's a lot of stories off of Catalina Island that things are coming out of and these are documented by governments and even San Diego so I believe it yes mm -hmm. I heard Commander Faber was on Rogan you can look this up yes. that he had he, he was on a boat or submarine and something tried to grab it like a UFO ship under that was deep in the water trying to grab it and take it down there's things popping up in the water uh, they show videos of it of uh, uh, Air Force pilots chasing over this UFO in San Diego couldn't do it. unknown unknown craft the speed everything and let's also tweet and talk about Utah Mm -hmm. The Skin Rocker Ranch. Mm -hmm. There's a lot of things about the black holes, people coming in and out of that warp. Yeah. And and that's the thing, guys. If you guys are non-believers, um, obviously technology is pretty advanced now. So exactly. people can Photoshop and edit things. Mm -hmm. But if you go into the FBI files, CIA files, they released a lot of stuff this year. And coincidentally, 2020, when all this shit is happening, everything has been, a lot of things have been declassified. And not only that, we have a Space Force. Space Force. We haven't started, you know, it, we have the Marines, the Army, the Navy, the Coastal Guard, right? The Air Force. They've just added the Space Force. <laughs> think about that. When you think about Space Force, <laughs> I think about that series of Steve Carell. Have you seen, have you seen the Space Force logo? No. 
So people were saying it looks a lot like the stars, Star Trek logo. I'm gonna get a pizza because right now this, this UFO conspiracy is making Mega Man hungry. <laughs> I don't know if you have any plates or anything. Oh, it's however you want. I can just bring you some. Yeah. You'll I'll, edit this or? No, I'm gonna leave it on. You're gonna leave it on? So right now Mary's gonna get some plates right now because I don't wanna eat my fingers and I don't wanna, I don't wanna dirty her table. And we're just, we're getting to some deep toxic conspiracy. So, uh, this is pretty good. This is really, really good. Thank you so much, Mary. You're welcome. So yeah, this it's so much stuff to go on on these episodes, on these rants of when you get into when you get into some UFO talks, you know you're gonna get into some uh, get some deep talks. Yeah. So essentially, my podcast is kind of geared towards whatever I feel I find relevant. And going back to what when we were talking about my childhood, I my dad raised me to question everything. Mm -hmm. So I have episodes that are random. I mean, we went from Kurt Cobain's death to UFOs. Uh, I talk about CCR five uh, genetic mutation, which which essentially renders certain people immune to the HIV virus. So that I mean, just that just goes to show you where. My episodes are all over the place. I talk, I'm a single woman. I'm 37 single. So I What's have, up with that? I have dating chronicles where I've done two episodes about dating. <laughs> Why is it? Because I heard your episodes and you're dating. You weren't even dating for two years and... Um, why is it that it is it be, is it because you're picky is it because i i wouldn't say uh, yes i mean of course there could be certain things that are picky but i'm also 37 i've been through shit in the sense that i feel like you know i'm not looking for the one now you know what i mean so I, it's a i've when my 20s i i was like i want to find the one i want to fall in love i want to get married now it's like okay i've been through certain heartbreaks you know you still and, want kids I still want kids, but I, I, I'm 37, so if it doesn't happen, I'm okay Time's with ticking. it. I'm, yeah, I'm yeah. okay with it, though, if it doesn't happen, you know? Mm -hmm. um, in my early 30s, that was a big deal for me. Now I'm like, okay, maybe it's not meant for me. Because I remember in the episode that one of your friends tried to hook you up on a blind date, and it didn't go well. It was good, but it's just, nah, it wasn't for me. You're yeah. like, eh. yeah. Yeah, and I'm a very confident type of person, so I'm not gonna. Sh if if I'm not into something, it's like it's not the end of the world. Is I'm it? Wrong. Is it because you're still finding you still? No, I know me. So you're just try. It's you're just trying to see. You're trying to find the right guy. Yeah, and I and I think it. I wouldn't say I'm trying to find the right guy. I think at this age, I'm trying to find companionship. Companionship. I'm not trying to find the right not collateral, like not something where you guys have something in common and stuff like that. But I yeah. just want someone who I can hang out with and be friends with. If that, and when I say that, and like like friends material, but not boyfriend material. No boyfriend material. Oh. But I my my thing is I'm I'm looking at, I'm looking at it differently. Or I'm not looking for Mister Right. I'm just looking for someone that I can click with. Let me ask you this. So with. You know, for us being podcasters and we have busy lives, and let's say if a person comes into that picture, are you willing to make time, make your time and effort to spend time with them with your job, if with your podcast as well? It, with my job and my podcast, if it's natural, mm -hmm. yeah, you will make time. I will make time. Mm -hmm. You know, if it's not, I don't make time. Because mm -hmm. that's always a thing where 
I think where a lot of women, it's like I, we talked earlier, I think it's a little hard for me because I'm so dedicated to the podcast, but I haven't met that person yet, you know, because I already have my kids. I'm cool with that. Right. But sometimes in a way, sometimes women be like, well, do you still want to have kids still? Or do you want to have kids? Or, you know, are you going to make time for me? There's always going to be something like that, you know? If it does come, if I do meet someone, I can make time. But she needs to understand about, are you, are you, are you okay when it comes to social media? Because mm. I kind of learned from my mistakes that if I do be with someone, I, am, I can't really put her out there like that. You know, because there's always going to be wolves out there. Mm-hmm. And I want to live a private life now. You know, like, I, I fucked up. Mm, you know? fucked up. I fucked up because, you know, I always want to tag her and everything. But I think in a way, I want to keep that separate now if I ever meet someone. Yeah. Yeah. I don't want to post pictures of it, whatever. Because I, I because sometimes, wait, how come you don't put us post a picture and this, whatever? Because if I do, and if I do tag that person, then all my followers are going to be like, you know, all that drama and shit like that. Mm-hmm. It's always going to be something like that. So that's why, in a way, I think it's better to live a private life if I be with someone. Yeah. Yeah. I think you'll, you'll meet someone. I don't know. You will. <laughs> Believe it. I know I'm going to meet someone, even though I'm single right now, even though... But I'm not going to look for it. I'd rather let it look for me. Yeah. Because if you look for it, that's the I mean, that's, that's being desperate. Yeah. And I don't, I don't, want, I don't want a scratcher. I want a lottery. I want to, I want to win the lottery. Mm-hmm. A lottery is like a trophy, is like the best girl. I'm tired of dating scratchers. Mm. All I do is end up losing. Mm. Like that metaphor, huh? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> mm-hmm. But yeah. But that, but, but pretty much the way, it made a lot of sense in some of your, uh, on the Dating Chronicles. I learned a lot. Mm. I'm sorry, I'm just eating right now. Pizza's from, so a girl's, from a girl's perspective or... No, the podcast and everything, mm-hmm. hearing both sides, you know, because when you do, when you talk to people, sometimes it might rub off the wrong way where you're just talking to a person, but you're giving them mixed signals like, well, I just want to get to know you, but they think that we're flirting. Yeah. And that's, that's one of the things that everyone is different when it comes to dating. I'm the type of person that I need to, I need you to grow on me. So when I'm genuinely asking you questions and I'm genuinely attracted to you, when I, and I say attracted to you, I'm attracted to, I want to know more about you, right? Would that's, you, would that's what you say to a person, to a guy like, hey, I'm attracted to you. How so? Because I like you because you're this, 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 and this? Well, I wouldn't say that to a guy. I would just genuinely want to know about them and everything. And then sometimes they quickly are like, oh, she's into me. And now this is me coming from a different, there's different type of women. This is, I'm so just speaking no for way, myself. So the mean a way when you're there, they're thinking like that, but they're still in first space. So then that freaks me out. Do you know what I mean? Because gotcha. I'm essentially just saying like, hey, I'm, I'm curious about this. I'm curious about that. I'm curious, you know, for me to tell you right now, I've been in love three times. I'm 37. I've only been in love three times. What the heck? Is that a lot or a lot? not that's too a little. Much? Exactly. I wish I had that. <laughs> but that's that's what I'm getting at. 
I've been in love three times. And of these three times that I've been in love, right, it, I've not been, like, right off the bat. No, it, I've grown into that. Does that make sense? Mm-hmm. So I'm speaking for myself. I know friends who fall in love a lot, and they're super infatuated right off the bat. I'm the opposite. I have friendships first. And then I fall in love. And again, it's only happened to me three times. That is so good. But the issue is, is that that's where I come in. in this, and when I say I come in is, is where I've maybe broken hearts. Because other people are... My game plan is I want to be friends with you. And you grow onto me and I fall in love. Right? Other people fall in love quickly. You know, and so it takes time. And so that's where I've gotten in trouble. And that's something that I said in the dating chronicles was where I'm genuinely want to know about you, you know. And so people mistake my interest in them as a Mm. friend for being attracted. And, you know, and so that has gotten me in trouble. And so I have had people tell me I'm like a guy. I don't think I'm like a guy. Because you're like almost like you're misleading. You're like misleading them on. I'm not, though. Ooh. Do you get what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So you and I are having this conversation, exactly. and and I'm 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 truly inspired. You know, if, if let's say we weren't recording right now, you told me the fact that you were homeless, I would have been like, "Tell me about this." I would have been asking you a million questions, right? I'm genuinely curious, and how did you go about that? And so sometimes people find that curiosity as, "Oh, she's interested." You know but I, it's just to me, I, I don't see it like that. Like if you're, you don't see it that way. I don't because I because I know I know the energy. I know I know the feelings. I know if that person's into me or not. I know, mm-hmm. but like with you, and also with eye contact, because I know you're staring at me a lot as the way how I am. So I go by everything. I okay. reserve and study. So you just said I'm looking you dead in the eye. Exactly. I'm staring at you. Yeah. So, but uh, because people, people might perceive that like yes. she's into me because she's exactly. staring at me. But it's not like that. That's just... my confidence. Like mm-hmm. I'm genuinely here having a conversation with you, and I'm gonna look you in the eye. You know, and so that has gotten me into trouble, not because of me, but because people perceive my interest in who they are and my curiosity. Because they're like this. Oh my God! Yeah. It's like. <laughs> But it's like, I know, I know if like, like I said, like if things were like curious where if a girl's interested, she's interested. Like she told me, hey, Steve, I'm going to let you know I'm attracted to you. I'm very interested to get to know you. I like you a lot. I rather hear that from her mouth. But if you're having a conversation with me, you're you're talking to me as we're talking to, uh, for you and I, we're, we're being professional at it because mm-hmm. I'm not even thinking about do I have a shot with her? No. If it happens, it happens. I'm not going to be like, hey, you better like me because you're interested. No. You can't do it like that. Yeah. If it happens, it happens. And so now that I'm 37, I'm older, and then with COVID, the, you know, I talked about that in that yeah. episode. Mm. I'm not really wanting to date just because I don't want to deal with any of that. Mm-hmm. Um Again, that's just me now at 37 versus mm-hmm. when I was 27, my goal was to meet somebody, you know. Now it's like, fuck it. It is what it is and, you know. I know women out there, <laughs> they're they're reaching that age and they're worried like, oh my God, I got to I gotta find someone. If not, I want to be single. The only boyfriend I'm going to have is my cat. Yeah. 
You know what? I love cats. My cat Luna lives with my mom. That's my daughter's name. Oh, really? That's my daughter's name. <laughs> That's my best friend's daughter's name, too. Okay. Yes. Luna. I Luna. love that name. So I love my cat, you know. Um, it's a joke about being a cat woman and single, but, you know, fuck it. It is what it is. You know what I mean? I know I got my shit together. I know that I'm a good person. And I say good person, I don't mean like I'm better than anyone else. No. I know I deserve someone and I will find someone, you know, when it will come, it, there's no timeline. And that's where I'm at now at 37. When I was in my 20s, it was like, oh my God, I'm not married. I'm a fucking failure. I took I'm off, not there yet. I now. took off some apps where I was like, I'm not going to do this. Yeah. I don't want that. It's like, you know what? And people think like, well, how are you going to meet someone? And it's like, you got to get out there. Like, I don't know. If it happens, it happens. Mm-hmm. But the whole apps, the whole Tinder is like... No, I just like when I heard your friend Fred, he was talking about he was on eHarmony and he found like eight people who were who were the same personality of him at his job. I was like, what the fuck? Mm-hmm. Fuck that, man. No way. And you know, people do find love on those apps. My a few of my <sighs> friends have found their husbands and their wives, mm-hmm. but that's just not me. You know, I'm not any any less than any of these girls i'm not any better than any of those girls i just don't do apps do you so. like guys who are more just straight up with you like it has to be very honest and hey look i like you i'm interested with you i, I want to get to know you what's up i don't want to fuck around anymore yes i love that um i met a guy who and this is in the last two years mm-hmm. i met a guy who i genuinely was attracted to um but I'm not one to fuck around anymore. Like, I don't care. I'm not going to waste my time with anyone. I was genuinely attracted to him. And he had a kid. There's nothing wrong with that. But we somehow all, me and my friends, exchanged uh, Instagrams with him. And I could tell he was still with his girl. So I called him out right off the bat. But it was because I was attracted to him. I was like, hey, I noticed, you know, blah, blah, blah. And he said he hadn't been with this girl for two years and I was like yeah I don't know based on your Instagram it doesn't look like it and I literally I don't care at this point mm-hmm. he didn't respond after that he got caught he got caught I don't fuck around guys I do not give a shit I'm not I'm just I don't give a shit I'm happy on my own you know obviously I do have insecurities but again because I've been we through do. shit we've been through shit right I mm-hmm. just don't I'm not I'm not here to waste my time. I think in a way it's good because we have insecurities, but also with me, I dated a lot of women. Not to be like a little sucio, but in a way to me, I wanted to date. Did you say sucio? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> but in a way, because the reason why I wanted to date a lot of women, because I wanted to see different types of personalities. Yeah. And see, okay, okay, this time I won't date this and all that stuff. Mm-hmm. But knowing what I know now, I don't have to do that no more because I already know what I want. It's sometimes in a way... I feel there was women who were trying to be very too rushy and I wanted to take my time. Like how you say, get to know someone, start off as friends, you know, and everything. People want to just fuck, 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 fuck. But check this out. If you do that, then that person's going to see you as just a fuck buddy mm-hmm. and not a friendship and not a relationship. And we've all been there. Yeah. yeah. I'd rather just, I'd rather earn it, but I don't want to get it like, oh, I got the home run. I want to, hey, I'm still at bat still, but... With the relationships, when it comes to all that dating and all that stuff like that, it's like 
sometimes in a way me getting to that age now at 40 i had my fair shares of fun but now i kind of want to just like settle down and just kind of be with someone and grow old, grow old with yeah because i don't i worry sometimes am i if i'm still single am i gonna die alone some people i get scared and i don't want to be like that you know and i think in a way also I do not want to date women who keep on hammering me and the stuff that I told you earlier that I've been through. I don't need that. What I want from a woman who is very humble, uh, very affectionate, you know, she understands. She doesn't um, put me, she doesn't hammer me hard because I've been through that stuff because I don't need that. I want someone who's just going to be there for me and support me and say, hey, Mega Man, everything's going to be okay. You know, hey, I got your back. Yeah. Like, that's what I want support yeah yeah totally get it um i completely agree with you 100 percent um it goes both ways for men and women correct and it really depends on who you're dealing with yes you know what i mean there are women who are super fucking jealous i'm not the jealous type i don't like that i'm not the jealous type but i'm not the jealous type because i don't want to be bothered myself me Do you too. know what i mean yes um you've gotten to know me now mm-hmm. i'm very sociable exactly so if I had a guy telling me you're doing a podcast with a man, da 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 da, he would be out of my life. Yeah, he's gonna be he's gonna be like him. Oh, he's too good looking. Fuck that. You're not doing it. Fuck that. Not <laughs> I don't fuck with that. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> me too. I'm not the jealous type. Um, but I think I'm just at an age where you know I have had my heart broken. You know what I mean? I had felt like I was the one waiting for the guy. Or, oh, wow. you know what I mean? Like, I... What, remember, I we were talking about, I'm 37. I don't know if I'll have kids. And I'm okay with it now. You know, at one point, I felt like I needed to have kids. You know, us being Hispanic, both of us. Your mom and dad pushes you. Hey, I want grandkids. Yeah, I want grandkids. Or not even that. My dad tells me, I don't want you to be alone when I'm gone. That's heartbreaking, Oh, right? it makes you cry right there, dude. But I'm like, you know what? I'm not going to force it, you know? If it's meant to be in my life, it's meant to be in my life. If a guy is going to come into my life, God put him there. Or if you don't believe in God, life puts the people that need to be in your life for a reason. Whether it's to teach us something, right? Or whether it's to make us better or, you know, for us to be with. As it, whether it's friends, do you know what I mean? Mm-hmm. So I don't know. I don't know. I'm still learning a, a lot about myself, and that's why I did a few episodes of the Dating Chronicles. Um, I've done two episodes, but it's just essentially like, you know, I'm 37 and single, and I'm not a, at all ashamed of it. I know I got my shit together. I know I can handle it. You know what I mean? I'm pro alimony. I wish I could have that on video, and <laughs> I should. Wear- where how Mary was like, I can handle it. I literally put my fists up. I was like, yeah, baby. <laughs> yeah, but yeah, like. And it's... you know, one of the conversations me and my girlfriends had was if I let's just say hypothetical, I were to have a one night stand and I became pregnant, they were mm. like, what would happen? And I would say, you know what? I would have the child, whether the guy wanted it or not. I am financially at a place where I could handle it on my own. I wouldn't ask for money from the guy. If he didn't want to be a part of the life, I would be totally okay with it. I'm okay with it financially. I think in a way, well, thank God I'm not like this guy. <laughs> well, there's a lot of guys who just want to 
want to play and tangle, but they don't want to take the responsibilities mm -hmm. of being a man. You know, if, if you're going to have sex with someone, you know, take care, be responsible, take care of your shit. You know, sometimes I feel there's a lot of reasons why a lot of these kids are fucked up because their father wasn't around or maybe the mother's like, I don't need you, whatever. And there's, you know, but I feel like if you're going to be, if you're, if you're going to have a kid with someone, there has to be two parents. There's no more the single parent thing or this it has to be two parents. Yeah. But what if the guy doesn't want to be around? Oh, he's a dick. He is a dick. So why I'm, if, if that were the case with me, he doesn't want to be around, fuck him. Can't be I like, don't give a shit. I can't be like that. I, no. I, my brother and my dad would be good father figures. And I would be completely honest with my child. Mm -hmm. And say, you know what? I would never talk bad about the dad. Mm -hmm. Never. A lot of ladies do. I am against that. Because my dad was an alcoholic. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? My mom never once talked bad about my dad. Until I saw it with my own eyes. And when I say I saw it, it's when I was old enough to understand that my dad was an ass. Do you know what I mean? Mm -hmm. But my mom never once talked shit about him. Mm -hmm. I came up with my opinion of him. And I love my dad. We have a good relationship. But I would never... What I'm getting at is like if I got pregnant with him and I he didn't want anything to do with it, I would never talk bad about him to my child. Mm. I would just say, you know, things happened. You're, you know, blah, blah, blah when you're older. And let my child come up with their own opinions that's true that's just me but i also know that women are sometimes catty and mm -hmm. don't have the same approach but that's just me drama free <laughs> i like that oh we i gotta i gotta i gotta i gotta find a girl like that in my life yeah. um so yeah so that's pretty good i mean like i said there's other episodes that you have and um do you have do you have an end game or you just want to do it just for like you said it was a more, more of a hobby but what happens, like, I always say this to other podcasters, what happens if your podcast blows up? Well, that's what I'm kind of nervous about because it's kind of blown up a little bit. Um, and when I say, you know, obviously, you know, you might have more of a following than I do, but I've been doing this since February. I started as a podcast for as a hobby. It was perfect because COVID hit gave me something to do. I live on my own. I'm single, right? Mm -hmm. Now I feel a little bit obligated where I feel like I have to do episodes because I Every have week. followers. Yes. Because like, hey, when's the next one? When's the next one? So that's added pressure that I didn't have before. So um, I don't have an end game. I'm just kind of go, going with it. And if I decide one day that I'm done, I'm done, and I'm done. Um, no, you're, not but, done. you're not done. But right now, Megan says you're not done, <laughs> <laughs> and I'm not done. Uh -huh. um, the fact that my podcast keeps growing is it's a testament that people actually think like me and are just as crazy like me. You know what I mean? You so, know how hard it is to to have a friend or have a podcaster who's very intellectual. How hard is it? Hard. <laughs> I I like the way how you and I were talking with like mm -hmm. about a lot of things. So it's like I can bet you I could see you be like, damn, I didn't know about that from Mega Man. I was yeah. like, this guy he knows his shit. Yeah. This is yeah. homework. I like that. Mm -hmm. But that's just it's it's hard to find because a lot of people don't they don't read a lot of books. They don't watch social media. They don't listen to podcasts like how we do to 
exercise our mind, but also have an open mind to see what's out there, to yeah. know what's going on yeah. on the current events. Yeah, so I'm a self-proclaimed nerd and dork, D-O-R-K. Um, I love reading books. I love educating myself. And that's the whole reason why I question everything. It's, awesome. And so definitely I agree with you, intellectualism. I have different group of friends. I have friends who I party with, get drunk with, and I have friends who I can go talk about a conspiracy theory, or I have friends that I'm watching independent movies with, you know what I mean? And I want to say this also, because a lot of people say Mega Man's all intellectual. I'm going to tell you, the reason why, <laughs> the reason I'm like this is because Mega Man is a saprosexual. So look that up, people. Yes. A lot of people don't know that term. Yes. And, you know, being an intellectual and, you know, I've had friends, and I've always said this, who always felt that an intellectual was someone, if you were into art and photography, you were like the shit. You know what I mean? <laughs> that's bullshit, guys. Sorry, I'm not a hipster. <laughs> no, that's what you, yeah. There's Now, again, that doesn't mean you're not intellectual. I've mm -hmm. just met people who felt like if you weren't into art and you know, photography, you weren't an intellectual. No, there's more to it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Well, I got to have you on for part two because I feel like this episode, we only scratched the surface. Oh, I believe it. And it's it. almost two hours. <laughs> I and believe I, it. And I just want to say, Mary, thank you for coming on the Mega Man's podcast. Thank I really you for appreciate having it. me. And uh, do you have any last words? Oh, you know what? Well, you, didn't, you didn't even shine in on questions for me, but we'll save that for part two. Yeah. Because I know there's a lot of things you want to talk about because I know... Mary's staring at me. She's like, I want to know what Megan's all about. Yeah. Um, do you have any last words or any shout outs? Um, I just want to say, you know, honestly, you guys, whatever you're interested in, fuck the media. Just do you, whatever you're interested in. People are interested in the same thing. We're in a, in a world with billions of people. Mm -hmm. So fuck the media. Do you. And if you want to start a podcast, right? Mm -hmm. There's going to be people that are interested in it. And just do you. Do you, motherfuckers. <laughs> <laughs> and do you have any shout-outs? Uh, just, I guess I want to give a shout-out to everyone and my mommy. Because I love my mom. And I'm going to say my dad because my dad might get butt hurt. But... <laughs> oh, and your brother. <laughs> and my brother, yeah. All right, and your doggy too. Oh, Cody. Okay. Mm -hmm. And where can everyone follow you at? You can follow me at Purposely Curious on Instagram if you want to follow me on my personal IG. That is Mary.Escobar, double R. Mm -hmm. um, and on Twitter, um, I'm at Miss Mar MS Mary Escobar, and I'm at Purposely C Pod on Twitter. Awesome, awesome. Well, once again, thank you for coming on, and everyone, uh, follow me on my new podcast page. The other one got hacked, so. My new page, the Mega Man's podcast page. That is my new one. That's going to be my permanent one. Uh, I got an email that Instagram is going to delete the old uh, other podcast page. So again, once again, follow me on my new page, the Mega Man's podcast page. You can find me on Anchor, Spotify, Apple, uh, Overcast, uh, Google Podcasts, and many more. And everyone, please rate and review on Apple Podcasts to make the Mega Man's podcast, but also purposely curious podcasts as well, everyone. Once again, Mary, thank you so much. Thank you for having me. I've never been interviewed before, so this was, I was a little bit nervous, but I Don't made be, it. Why are you nervous for? <laughs> because I'm usually the one that's like, 
doing it on my end. No, you could just, <laughs> hey, I want you to relax, have your pizza, you've got your beer, you know, so because this is you and, uh, you know, I want to log on right now because that pizza looks so good right yes, now. Yes, it does. We might have to heat it up, but thank you for having me. All right. All right, everyone. Hope you liked this episode. Until next time. Later, guys. Thank you.